It's in John chapter 14, beginning with the 23rd verse. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while, I, while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give, as you, uh, give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You have heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, uh, for the Father is greater than I. I've told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, here we are on Mother's Day, and I really want to uh, say a special word of welcome and thank you, uh, all of you mothers that are here this morning. Uh, Mother's Day is a very special time. Uh, and I want to uh, do respect to all the mothers, and, and my mother is typically watching on Sunday, so I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to you, Mother. Uh, she's always, uh, always watching, so uh, so thankful. And I have a, a beautiful, loving mom all my life. She's always loved me and protected me and encouraged me to help me to become who I am. But Mother's Day, in reality, has always been difficult for my family. Uh, my mother uh, lost her mother at the age of four. When my mother was four years old, her mother passed away. So every Mother's Day was difficult for her because she was reminded that, uh, that she lost her mother and uh, she didn't have her mother. Um, my sister has always been difficult for my sister. Uh, my sister uh, has never been able to have a child. Um, it was difficult for my dad because my dad, his mother was uh, not a good mother, not a good woman. So he, uh, he didn't know much about her, but what he didn't know about her, he didn't care too much for her. So Mother's Day was difficult for him. Uh, so as a child growing up, I had a lot of different perspectives in mothers. I wanted, we, we loved my mother, and we always paid respect, but I also understood that mother, uh, Mother's Day brought about a whole lot of different feelings to different women and different people. So I understand that, and I respect that. Uh, but uh, so, so my perspective as a pastor is we're going to... Uh, certainly give uh, respect and thanks and honor for our mothers, uh, but, uh, but I also want to remember uh, people like my sister, who is much, much older than me, and she's always watching as well. She's seven years older than me. Uh, she's a lot older, but she's always been a mother figure to me. She's always loved me and, and protected me. She got in a lot of fights because she protected me growing up as a child with hearing difficulties and speech impediment. Uh, I don't know how many fights is she in, but nobody picked on me because they were scared of my big sister. Uh, but she's always been a mother figure to me and always loved me, and I've always felt uh, like uh, I was uh, uh, one of her children, and she's loved and cared for many, many of, of children. Uh, I also recognize people like Bonnie Robinson, my sixth grade teacher, and so many other teachers that I had. That uh, For all of you teachers, thank you so much. God has placed you in an area to in love and encourage children, and you may never know the impact that you uh, will make on them, but uh, you make a profound impact on the children's life, and I thank you for that. 
Uh, we need to respect all the teachers. We need to respect of what I, I lovingly refer to as my little gray-haired ladies from the church. Uh, uh, I, I went to church. My parents would drop me off at church and rarely would go to church, but I always went to church. Uh, so at age 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I would have these little old ladies. Uh, I don't know how old they were, but as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, anybody over 40 was old, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> but these little ladies would stop me. They didn't know me. But they would, every Sunday, I would be stopped going into the sanctuary or stopped in the hallway, and there was somebody, one of the ladies, there were about five or six of them, they would stop me and say, hey, young man, come here. God loves you. God, God has something special in store for you, and, and I just hope I'm around to see it. Now, here was a, a young boy who had a speech impediment that had a difficult time making friends, but yet these little old ladies would stop me in the hallway and begin to look at me, stop me, and tell me, God loves you. God has something special in store for you. And you know what happened after about a month or six months or a year of hearing these ladies tell me that? I started believing them. I started thinking about myself, I wonder what God has in store for me. God wouldn't tell all these little ladies who are wonderful, beautiful, spiritual beings that about me. Surely, God has something in store for me. So I began to try to live into that as a young man. So here's Mother Day for me. Thank you, all you little ladies of the church, for helping me become who I am and for helping the next generation to know that God has something special in store for them. You don't know who's going to be a preacher, who's going to be the next president of the United States, who's going to be the next mayor. You don't know who's going to be the next, next Sunday school teacher, next confirmation teacher. You don't know. Thank you for loving them and encouraging them. You, you have such, so thank you. Thank you for all the big sisters that have watched over little brothers. Thank you to all the teachers that encourage young, young children to become. Thank you. Mother's Day is, of course, thanking our mothers, but thank you, all of you, for, for, for encouraging and being all that God has created you to be, to recognize that the, 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 the gift that God has given you. So thank you so much. So that, that's what my little spill about Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you, uh, re regardless if you were able to born children or not. Thank you so much. Um, now, with the scripture passage, as I was preparing for this Sunday, I couldn't think of a better scripture passage to, to, uh, to preach on this Sunday's uh, Mother's Day than one that begins with, if anyone loves me, that they will obey me. If, anyone, if you love me, you will do what I ask. I mean, is that not coming from our, my mother and perhaps your mother as well? Just do what I say, please. If you love me, follow, follow my instructions. This is what Christ said to us in the text. This is the time in which Christ was resurrected from the dead. He was spending time with his disciples. He was about to be, uh, about to go, uh, uh, about to be uh, ascended into heaven. He's saying, "Listen, listen to my teachings. Listen to what I'm telling you. If you love me, follow me. Do what I say, please." He's trying to drill that into them. See, we forget that obedience is a is an important part of of of, of who we are, of, of running a family. We forget that obedience. Oh, it makes a family run so much smoother. I mean, I mean, think about it. Uh, ask any parent, when your child obeys you and does what you ask the first time, doesn't that feel good? 
Doesn't that life run a lot smoother for you? Aren't you so, so thankful? Yes, we are. But we forget that obedience is also part of our spiritual life. Just as, as, as a child blesses their parents by, by doing what they're, following their instructions and obeying their parents, as we obey God, we, we bless God. We, we make God, we put a smile upon God's face. See, there was a professor who was giving a lecture uh, of company slogans, uh, and he began to ask his students if they recognize any of these slogans. And he asked the first, he said, all right, said, do you recognize the slogan, uh, da-da-da-da-da, I'm loving it. And one guy raised his head, yeah, that's McDonald's, I know that, that's McDonald's. He said, yeah, that's right. He said, all right, here's another one. He said, do you know you're in good hands? And a young lady raised her hands. Yeah, that's all state. That's right. He said, all right, here's another one. He said, do you know the company that just do it? A young man raised his hand and said, I know that one. That's my mama. She always said just, and she always followed just do it by, because I said so. And, and he said, well, that's not right. But, uh, but, you know, I think Nike actually stole that from my mom and perhaps your mom as well. How many times did we hear our mom, just do it? You know, and, and we typically ask why, and she typically said, because I said so, right? Well, this is certainly uh, something that came from my mom, but, but this is not the way Jesus put it. Jesus said, do what I commanded. Follow my teachings, because I love you. And do it because you love me. See, from Jesus' own words, it's an undeniable link between love and obedience. See, in reality, we can threaten a child to be obedient. We can force a child. We can punish a child when they're not obedient to us. And we can force them. We try to force them to do what we say right and be obedient. But in reality, if, if we want them to really instill within them the knowledge and awareness and, and instill within them the qualities we're trying to teach them, then, then fear isn't a way to teach a child. They need to know that we love them and they need to do those things because they love us. See, uh, I, I remember uh, last fall, I went canoeing with Ross for the first time. Ross has never been canoeing. He got out of the canoe and got out of the water a little bit, and he was so scared in the middle. He was just shaking the canoe, just shaking and just petrified. Of, and now he had a life vest on. He knows how to swim. And now I was on one end, and big brother was on the other end. And I mean, nothing was going to happen to him, but he was so scared because the canoe was just shaking, and he was so scared sitting in the middle. And we got out a little ways from the shore, and Ross was just petrified. And I said, Ross, look at me. He said, what? What? I said, no, look at me. He was looking down, watching the, 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 uh, the canoe. I said, look at me. And finally, he looked up at me. I said, Ross, do you love me? He said, yes, sir. He said, Ross, look at me. Do you love me? He looked at me. He said, yes, sir. Do you trust me? Yes, sir. Ross, do you think I would let anything happen to you? No. And he let go. I got chill bumps thinking about that. When he recognized who was with him, when he knew that I, when he remembered that I loved him, 
when he was able to put his trust in me and stop looking at the canoe, but to look at me who was right in front of him. He was able to let go of the canoe and he began enjoying the experience of riding of the canoe. Even when it shook a little bit, he still, he began to laugh and have fun with it. So what is it with our relationship with God? See, I want to begin with, with God has given us commandments out of love. And we must o- obey those commandments. See, that sounds obvious. I know that sounds obvious. I don't want to lose you on this point. But I want you to understand, this is a very important point. Because I feel like it gets lost in so much in today's world. We live in such a, a, a permissive society where if it feels good, do it or do your own thing. As long as they're doing something that doesn't harm me, I don't care what they do. And we just kind of wash our hand of the situation. And what has happened, that it's the, 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 the lines between the wrong and right have been extremely blurred. And we, and we want to be... We want to make up our own morality as it goes along. and Whatever makes us feel good. That's what God wants us to be happy. So we do what, what, we, what makes us feel good. See, many are, are, are uh, offended simply by me mentioning that we must be obedient. That we, because we want to be captains of our own ship. We want to, to rule our own lives. We don't want to make our kids upset. We don't want to make our kids angry or hurt their feelings. See, we forget that obedience is an important trait of a successful life. Obedience is a, is a, is a trait of a successful uh, spiritual life as well with God. I mean, think about it. If we want to be successful in our workplace then we must follow the rules and obey the rules that the, our workplace has given us. We have to be in work at a certain time. We have to work a number of days. We have to do the job responsibility. We have to obey the laws of our workplace, right? If we want to be successful. If we want to be successful in our school, we're going to learn what the syllabus is. We're going to learn what the, the teacher expects of us. We're going to learn what is expected on this particular assignment that when we take it home, that we're going to follow the, and obey the assignment rules in order to get a better grade, right? If, you, if you're due up for a surgery, you, you follow the rules and the guidelines and you obey everything that leads up to the surgery and then you must follow and obey the guidelines after the surgery. Why? Not because they're trying to be cruel and inhumane to you. They're wanting the surgery to be successful, right? They, they, they know what it, what it takes to have a successful surgery and for you to recover well. Obedience. God is is full of abundant grace. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't have certain expectations from us. Our our parents, my parents loved me so much. But they also had certain expectations. And when I didn't meet those expectations, there was was ramifications for it. The scriptures are full of not only of God's promises and God's blessings, but also of God's instructions and how we should live our lives. And obedience to those instructions are important. It's like Chuck Swindoll had a, a great parable, a modern-day parable. Uh, he said that imagine this, this CEO of this multi-million-dollar corporation decides to go away for six months. 
and he, he leaves all the, the guidelines, instructions. He gives this incredible a manual of how to run the company while in his absence. Very well done. But you know, a CEO of a company can't really get away from the job. Every week, this is before emails, he decides to, to write a letter to his company to inform them, of, of, to make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing, to remind them, hey, this is the time of year you need to make sure the landscaper comes and, and mows the lawn and, and redoes the flowers. This is the time of year that you need to be sure and be doing this. And he gives these wonderful detailed letters. Every week, he'd mail them off. After six months, he arrives back to the company. Immediately, while he's driving up to the building, he, he notices that things are not the way they should be. The, the lawn has not been taken care of. There's dead flowers and weeds everywhere he looks. It just looks horrible outside. He looks at the building itself and there's windows that are broken out. And he can't imagine why there are windows broken out. He goes in and the receptionist is sound asleep. He walks on into his office. He begins to look at the numbers. And he finds out that the company is losing money. Just left and right it is just horrible. Worse than he thought. He immediately calls a company meeting and says, what in the world happened? Didn't you read my instructions? Yes, yes, sir. We, we read them. We read them. We know them perfectly well. Did you not read my letters that I wrote to you every week? Oh, yes, sir. We certainly did. Every Friday. You'd be glad to know that every Friday afternoon we stayed late and we studied every letter that you sent. We studied, in fact, some of us even memorized some of it, and, and some of us even memorized a letter or two that you sent. We know it uh, by heart. We know all your letter. Well, did you do any of it? Did you follow any of my instructions? The company says, oh, whoa, 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 no. We were supposed to follow those instructions? No, we were studying them. We, we, we were trying to figure out why you would ask us to do certain things. We tried to figure out the depth of uh, how brilliant you are of a leader. And, and you mean we were supposed to follow your instructions? Yes! Does this not look kind of sound similar to the way some of us read the Bible? We read it because it's beautiful. We read to understand the beauty of the depths of who God is, but we forget the basics of just God gives us instructions that we must follow. And, and, and if we love God, we need to be doing these things. See, Christ left behind his followers. He had certain expectations that he, he wanted us to meet. And he says, if you love me, you will follow my teachings. You will obey my teachings. See, first of all, we need to be familiar with the teaching. We need to actually be reading God's Word, these love letters, but then we need to begin to, to obey them. See, in the same way that a family cannot function without some measure of discipline, we cannot serve Christ unless we exercise discipline in our spiritual life. We are to obey Christ's commands. We are to love our neighbors. We are to obey the Ten Commandments. We were to help the poor. We were to welcome the stranger. We were to forgive those who have wronged us. We were to pray for those who insult us. Just because we are saved by grace doesn't mean that there are not instructions on how we need to live our lives. We are to obey God, but we must understand something. That our obedience grows out of our love and our respect for God. And I want to make sure that's clear. I mean, 
Jesus says, if anyone loves me, you will obey me. Just as a loving child would obey their parents, we should be loving, obedient to God. But understand this, we're not to be just, we're not to be just some clueless children and park our brain out the door. God challenges us to, to grow in our awareness and understanding of, of, of who God is and whose we are. Um, we're not to be like little children mindlessly following God. We are to, God asks us to challenge him. Um, you know, there's a story about this second grade teacher who takes her second graders on a field trip, uh, takes them to see an orchestra. And she tells her kids, stay with me, do not go away. You must stay with me at all times. So they go into the, the symphony hall and they, they, they sit down and, and the children are, are watching the, the, them practice and warm up. And then all of a sudden the lights go down and the orchestra begins and the kids are mesmerized by well, what's happening on stage. Well, the teacher has to go to the bathroom. So the teacher looks at the kids, and they're watching the orchestra. So she slips away to go quietly to the bathroom. She gets all the way to the restroom, and she begins to open the, the women's restroom door. And as soon as she did, she heard little feet behind her. These kids were following her everywhere she went, even to the bathroom. Right? No. God doesn't ask us to be mindless. God asks us to, 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 to be obedient and exercise our brains. Neither are we to be obedient with the, uh, out of fear of God. To, to seek to live according to Christ's teachings, we must do so because we love God, because He is our Savior, that God loved us so much that He sent His Son into this world to die for us, that we understand this and we want to reciprocate that and we want to show love to God. But there's a truth greater than this that I've touched on, but I want to make sure you're under, you understand this, is that Christ's teachings are given to us because God loved us first. God gives us these commands. God gives us these, these instructions because God loves us. And hey, God knows what's best for us. God knows what's best for the world. If we only trusted God. It's appropriate on this special day that we compare God's love to the love of a, mother, uh, a mother's love to the child. I mean, I mean, think about it. A loving mother gives instructions to her children. Why? Because she loves them. She wants what's best for them. You tell them to go to bed at a specific time. Why? Because you know that they need a certain amount of sleep at night. If they don't get sleep in the middle of the night, then they know they're cranky and they don't do well tomorrow. So you tell them to go to bed at time. You tell them that, that you have a certain curfew, that you expect them home at a certain time. Why? Not because you're trying to be mean. Not because they're horrible parents but because they love you and they know what happens at a certain time of the night and you need to be home because they worry about you. you a loving mother doesn't give you instructions and rules and guidelines because they want to be a horrible mother. No, they do it because they love you and they know the world well enough. Mothers aren't perfect, but not, I mean, they're not, they're human. Maybe they're overprotective and overbearing, and that's, that's because they love you. But the difference between a loving mom and God is that God never makes mistakes. God gives us these instructions, these lessons, these, 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 these commands, not, not as to be cruel or inhumane to us, but because God knows what's best for you in your relationship with your spouse. God knows what's best with you in your relationship with your neighbors. God knows what's best for you 
in the world. We just need to stop worrying about the shaking canoe and begin to look up and recognize we love God and God loves us. And begin asking ourselves, do we trust God? And if we do, begin to follow his commandments and his teachings. Do you really think God would give us any sort of command that was not for our best interest? What Jesus said, if anyone loves me, they will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and they will come and live and make our home with them. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we love you, we adore you, and we thank you. We thank you for all the loving mothers, Lord, that have made us who we are. We thank you for all the big sisters, for all the the friends, the teachers, the women at the church, Lord, that have all instructed us, that have encouraged us, that have empowered us, that have believed in us, that caused us to begin to, to believe in ourselves. We ask for special blessings for mom, Lord, for we thank you so much. Holy Spirit, come. May we love, honor, and respect our mothers, and may we love, honor, and obey you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Let the children of God say amen.